Welcome to your Lighting Lady podcast, a place for inspiring ideas and practical advice to help you improve the lighting in your home. I'm Josie Ratton, a former lighting designer and lover of all things home design. I use my two decades of experience to provide simple ways you can have the lighting you love. I hope you'll join me and get ready to be inspired about the difference good lighting can make. Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Your Lighting Lady podcast. Today, I'm thrilled to have on realtor Rebecca Holly, a founder at Spaces Real Estate in Boulder, Colorado. After helping a general contractor husband sell homes during his time in the business, she realized her knack for the trade and began her now multi-award winning career. Clients rave about her enthusiasm, negotiating skills, and keen market knowledge. And as a personal friend and fellow mum of a soon-to-be third grader, she's one of the most genuine, fun, and kind people I know. As someone who has sold over 500 homes and moved 11 times herself in the past 16 years, I wanted to get Rebecca's knowledge from both a buyer's and a seller's perspective when it comes to home lighting. What can buyers expect, and what things should they look out for in their search? And what should sellers do to get the most out of the sale? Hi, Rebecca, and welcome to the podcast here in my office, my first in-person interview. This is really cool. So, Rebecca, tell our listeners a little about you. I am one of, as you mentioned, one of the founding members of um, Spaces Real Estate, and I have been practicing real estate for about 15 years in the general Boulder County area. Um, I work all along the Front Range and usually help about with maybe about 50 transitions a year, like buyers or sellers. Um, And as you also mentioned, I have a ton of experience building, remodeling, and um, working on our own properties. So I've made my share of lighting decisions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So how has things changed that you've seen lighting change or home design changed in the past 10 years, five years? Yeah, there's been enormous changes. Technology with lighting, specifically, you know, technology has, it changes so fast in every, in every aspect. But in home building, you know, there aren't, many technologies that really change the way we just build the four walls of a building. Um, It's all of the components that change the plumbing, the lighting and things like that. Um, I would say like when I started in real estate, this is this makes me feel like a million years old. But this the popular styles for chandeliers and oh, you know, the the big new really cool thing was uh, to have pendant lights over your your bar. So people really made those statement pieces. They were um, the most popular style at the time really was like a oil rubbed bronze Mediterranean-esque um, with more filigree, more like um, just very decorative. Over the last five to 10 years, it's gone completely to the opposite end of the spectrum. It's now much more minimalist. It went a little bit industrial for a while. And there still is that when people build stuff like um, city loft styles with exposed venting and more, you know, straight, hard lines. There's still that industrial like exposed light bulbs, exposed wires. Um, But with the popularity of the HGTV shows that are 
all about modern farmhouse. We're just, it's it's lots of um, black, like those. What are they called? Uh, sort of a basket a sphere okay. around a light bulb. Okay, yeah, like the open kind of mesh. Yes, mm. and um, or the the um, the style that just sort of comes down in three stripes or just has like a a bar with really simple pendants. And in some cases, it's just a beautiful light bulb because now we have so many more beautiful light bulbs themselves that the fixture doesn't just sort of house something like the old incandescent bulbs that you really kind of wanted to hide. Now the bulb becomes one of the features of it. Um, and I would say that the biggest change is, is the way lighting is used as a, as a, a decoration, as art, as opposed to sort of a, you know, just a functional thing. Yeah. Yeah. And do you see, are there any particular kind of hot trends right now, like this year, that's maybe come out of the pandemic or that's maybe that everyone's wanting, like in controls or in lighting? Is there like what's really popular? Yeah. So um, back in the day, we would have those little round dimmer switch switches where you turn the little knob and that would light, you know, that would increase the light or decrease the light depending on which, how far you turned it. And um, occasionally with luxury homes, we would see like Lutron switches, which are um, electronic lighting control switches. And inevitably, if I had one of those listings, I would have to leave very, very clear instructions for any agent who was showing the house because they would not be able to figure out how to turn it all the way on or how to turn the lights all the way off. And the sellers would come back to a house that had, you know, every single light turned all the way on or everything at funky settings because you can do so many more subtle effects with those switches. Um, now we see them everywhere. Nobody's confused about them. It's a it's a much more common and popular thing. Mm -hmm. um, so are any of the controls like those Lutron controls, Control 4 systems, I think there's something called Levitron. Those are um, amazing because you can sync them with your phone. Um, and for example, in front of our house, our carriage lights have the special controls in them so that when it's Christmas, we can have them go from red to green and back again. And then during other seasons, we just have them on a nice shade of warm white. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, for like 4th of July, we have them go from red clear to blue. Um, and we can just do that with our phone and we don't even have to be around. Yeah. Um, things like that are novelty, but also really useful when it comes to stuff like even like security. If mm -hmm. you're out of town, you can click on your phone and have the lights go on a schedule. You don't have to worry about leaving lights on or having the neighbor come over, stuff like that. Um, Style-wise, we saw um, people were getting so, so, so minimalist that things were modern to the point where they were just almost non-existent. Like I said, it was like so for a little while there, the most popular light fixtures were black wires with Edison bulbs hanging from them, just 
super simple. Um, during the pandemic, I think people got bored. So they started to get much more creative. And so we're seeing another, you know, sort of pendulum swing to much more creative stuff. But what I really love is this take on a much more natural take on things. So we're seeing like still really modern, but for example, using a, instead of a crystal chandelier, it's a quartz crystal chandelier. So it has, it's not shiny and polished and slick looking. It has chunks of stone, rock, quartz, you know, which actually reflects light in a really interesting way, is much more natural and soft and less formal, which is what everybody really likes with this sort of modern farmhouse thing. Mm -hmm. Um, We're seeing a lot more, um, you know, wood uh, being integrated in some light fixtures in small amounts. So it's not heavy, but it's just a natural piece instead of, again, just a wire with Edison bulbs. Yeah. And we're seeing beautiful bulbs like LED bulbs that are super efficient and not, um, you know, not just your typical round, boring bulb, but a beautiful, interesting shape, um, the ability to change colors, all those things. Do you see buyers specifically drawn to certain aspects of the lighting or controls? Are they specifically looking for something in a home when they're buying? Yeah, it depends on the price range, but I would say that um, one of the big things that I tell, and I'm sure we'll get to this later, but one of the big things that I tell my sellers is, you know, if if you have an entryway with the builder grade light fixture that you got with the house 10 years ago, um, and you can just go to like Home Depot even, um, or one of the Lighting Plus stores, and get a very simple replacement. But if it's simple in the new modern way, which would be probably black metal versus maybe the brushed nickel or chrome or maybe oil rubbed bronze, like so these sort of more modern, clean matte uh, metals that people really like um, with newer bulbs. Again, like that that basket orb thing, my stage <laughs> Maybe I can send you a picture of it. Yeah. Um, my stager really likes people. It's almost like a wicker kind of. Yeah. Almost, and it's, yeah. it sort of has the, the pieces that come down and it, it uh, is a very simple design that goes with modern, traditional, farmhouse, urban loft. You can you can bring something like that in with any decor and a buyer will walk in stand in the entryway because they're taking off their shoes or whatever, look up and see something like that. And immediately their take on the house is that it's been updated and it's cool. So you do find that lighting is on people's radar. It's not something, because I know certainly when we go in a house and you, you watch HGTV and they always say, oh, the paint, I don't like the paint color. Well, you can change the paint. You can also change lighting, but it does have an impact on people. What, what's there right now, even though you know you can change it. Yeah, and it influences what they think of the house. Mm-hmm. So if you go into a house and all of the um, hinges and door handles and light fixtures are shiny yellow brass, um, 
You may not realize that you're opposed to that shiny yellow brass, but something in your subconscious is saying, this house doesn't seem that appealing because it's kind of dated. Yeah. So lighting is one of the most underrated aspects of design and living in a home. Uh, I don't think that people consciously think about the lighting and how it's going to affect their day-to-day, but it affects your mood and you don't realize it. Absolutely. I mean, this is the thing. This is what I'm hoping to, you know, get out from this podcast is um, how important it is. And also, there's a lot of kind of a famous saying that is, People don't notice good lighting, but you notice bad lighting. And it's almost the same with design, too. I think if you're in a space with great design, with great lighting, it's just a part of you. But if you're somewhere bad, then I think you're going to pick up on it. And I think that's so important. So do you think that buyers also are caring about energy efficiency when they're looking at homes? Do they want a home to have LED downlights? Do they want a home to have smart controls or dimmers? Or is that something there's not quite on their radar when they're looking. Well, with higher end, more luxury buyers, that is a requirement. And I mean, they that it, I can't think of a buyer that I've worked with in higher price points who aren't who don't just expect that. Um, <clears throat> and then, if you have that in a home that's more of a what I call like a normal price range, the most of us live in, um, and you have things like that, it's exciting. Mm. If you have a buyer who's particularly techie or energy efficiency conscious, um, they will look for it, but not demand it. Mm. Okay. Um, so it would be like a super cool bonus. Right. So you said like if you're the higher end or maybe the custom homes, people are kind of expecting that upgraded lighting, the LEDs, the smart controls. So when it comes to new construction, new builds, what are people's expectations when they're when they're buying a new build or new construction? So I have seen more and more recently with people getting the basic, basic lighting package from the builder. If you're buying from a, a big construction company. They will um, offer a few different lighting packages. And it seems like everybody lately has just been getting the very, very basic because they want to customize it later. So they get whatever's included. And they're like, it's totally not my style. It is not attractive or whatever. But then they get to get really creative and cool and, and use the lighting to add their own personal touch to a very cookie cutter production build house. And it's a really neat way to make a production build feel like a unique custom Mm. property. So you couldn't get that. So this is kind of more like builder grade houses. So then they're not probably going to be willing to spend the money on nicer light fixtures or nicer controls. So you're going to take what you take and then be willing to then spend afterwards. Yes, because if you buy the builder's upgraded lighting package, it's still going to look like a builder's upgraded lighting package and it'll just cost you some money, Yeah, which is really not the most interesting, creative way of doing things. And I've just seen more and more people get like inspired by the idea of having a really cool dining room fixture or some artistic entryway chandelier that's kind of a a center focal point of your house. Um, And you just can't get that from whatever generic package the builder is selling. 
for custom homes, we're seeing really creative, interesting things like um, small fisheye lights embedded in the staircases. Um, Just recently, I went to see a home that um, had LEDs inside the handrails on the staircases that were sort of inlaid behind a thin layer of um, tempered glass and inside the wooden handrail. And it was just stunning. Such a beautiful way of lighting up a staircase without a whole bunch of, you know, recessed lights in the ceiling or hanging down objects, really elegant, creative ways of doing things that I've been I've been really inspired by. Yeah, it's amazing. I know definitely when I, you know, when I worked as a lighting designer, I designed the lighting for some, you know, multi-million dollar homes, custom homes. And yeah, the lighting that we put in there is, it was astounding. And it's, I mean, it certainly cost a lot. You know, the lighting was probably over $100,000 worth of lighting. Um, But it was stunning. And and you can take ideas from it, though. And I certainly did, you know, from doing that, because, you know, I lived in a little 900 square foot loft. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we, right. we didn't have the space to do that. But certainly from what we designed, that certainly, I mean, the nightlights, I think that's a great thing. If Putting nightlights in anywhere in a house, I think is a great thing. Putting in, we always called it toe kick lighting. So yes. it's underneath cabinets, lower cabinets. And even you have that in your kitchen, you know, where there is that toe kick right there. And putting that in or your bathroom. And that can be a simple like rope light, LED tape light you can put in and there is things like that you can take from expensive custom homes and put it into your own house. That's right. I've even seen people put rope light on the um, the top of their cabinetry in their mm. kitchen if the cabinets don't go all the way to the ceiling. Yeah, and um, and it it's that those kinds of touches are noticeable to buyers. So lighting is like I said, it's one of the most sort of unrecognized aspects to how a house feels, but it's really, really important. So people, when they see those things like under cabinet lighting and toe kick lighting or the lighting above cabinets or these really cool touches on staircases, um, those are features that people will actually notice. Um, They won't notice just that the can lights are placed in a good spot. Right. But but they will notice like, oh, look at this. This is so neat. You know, how nice to walk into a bathroom and have the motion sensor turn on some toe kick lights so that when you're getting up in the middle of the night, you know where you are and you don't have to go fumbling around for light switches. Yeah. People really marvel at those simple, cool things that builders are adding, you know, as options. Mm. Oh, awesome. Awesome. What do people kind of expect and what's the difference between, say, someone's going to buy like an older home or an existing home or even a builder grade home? Do they expect it to have been renovated? Is that an expectation people have nowadays with the, with the market that it is? Or are they willing now to do that kind of retrofit? Is What's people's expectations? Um, I, the way I see it, there's sort of two ends of the spectrum and the in-between sales don't don't those houses don't do as well. So if you were to um, sell a house and present it in whatever dated original form it was in and replace a couple of light fixtures, 
it's probably not going to make a big difference. Mm-hmm. You might as well just sort of say, leave it right. and let the next people pick their light fixtures because they're also going to be picking plumbing and cabinets and all the other stuff because it's this dated house. Um, hopefully they'll be getting a better deal for it so it feels more um, acceptable to have to do that work on their own. Um, if you're selling a house and presenting it as you know really dialed in, buttoned up, perfectly presented and staged, you need to have all of the lighting in beautiful condition. So even if it's um, even if it's a chandelier that you bought a few years ago, um, it needs to have new light bulbs that all match for goodness sake. Um, they all need to be the same light bulb and they all need to be a good clear color. They can't look like a blue fluorescent bulb. They can't look dim and yellow and dingy. Um, and the fixture itself needs to be clean. And if it's if it's a little bit dated, um, then I, I would replace it. It's definitely worth it. And it's not the most expensive thing that you're going to update. It's not like you're adding wood floors. You're just doing those things which are touches that make people feel like, okay, you really did update the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so those are some great tips for, I think, for sellers. And you mentioned like the entryway, make that more of a statement. Are there other sort of common lighting mistakes that you see or bad lighting that could inhibit a home from selling? You know, that the, the, maybe simple and low-cost ways that you could actually change it out as a seller? Yeah. Um, I don't think people realize how often they're living with mismatched light bulbs. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, it is just because I think it just happens in life. You're like, oh, the light bulb went out in the bathroom. What do I have in the closet? We'll just stick that in there. And then you live with it, so you don't even notice it. And and then it takes somebody walking through with a fresh eye who doesn't live there and see the mismatched light bulbs every day. Um, but th- that is the, by far the number one thing that I see when I'm walking through people's houses is that they'll have a light fixture with four light bulbs and there are four different bulbs. <laughs> and it's a really simple, that is the simplest and cheapest way yeah. to clean it up and make it look good. Um, other things are basic um you know, those old um, flush mount light fixtures that have almost like a a seashell looking shape and pattern with the yellow brass around it. They make those now in four packs at Home Depot that are in a more um, frosted glass that's that's, uh, simpler, cleaner, modern, squarer, Mm -hmm. um, not as oval and sort of dated. Those are really inexpensive, and a lot of bedrooms had those installed when places were built between the 80s and early 2000s. It's really simple to get, you know, even a handyman to go through all the bedrooms and put one of those flush mount square or modern oval ones in, and it changes the vibe of the bedroom. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Without having to, you know, buy a whole new ceiling fan structure and stuff like that. Um, And I think when buyers see that, it's just one less thing, one fewer thing for them to put on their to-do list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And are there things outside that, I mean, uh, should they be having particular outside lighting or maybe just kind of updating it? Is that an important thing? 
that I totally meant to mention that. So another really common thing are those cool solar lights that you see at Costco and at um, lots of lighting stores and t- and usually at nurseries and outdoor types of stores as well. And they're um, lights that are either in some kind of neat looking glass orb or a little lantern and it's on a spike. And then on top of it is a flat, tiny photovoltaic cell. And that you know, charges during the day and then the lights automatically come on at night because it has a light sensor. So when the sun goes down, those little lights turn on. They're really, really cool. The only thing is that this is another thing like the mismatched light bulbs. We install them all over our yards. We put them down our pathways and then our kids go out there and play and run into them. Our pets go out there and run over them. So they're all bent and facing different directions and in disarray. Some of them don't light up well anymore because they're sort of fallen over. So those things are delightful and beautiful. And right before you go to list your house, they need a very thorough walkthrough in the dark to make sure that the light that's being cast from them is even and that they're functioning and that they don't look like you've had kids and dogs mowing over them because they can go from very stylish to really junky really fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you find um, that people do notice, say, when they are um, looking at houses in the dark, after dark, that, say, a room that's a little darker than it needs to be, that probably could do with maybe an extra table lamp or something? Do people comment on that? To, like, say, if a room is darker or, like, a garden is darker? yeah. Um, I would say that it's so rare for us to look at houses when it's actually nighttime that the the place that has the most effect is in photographs. Mm. So um, if if your yard has great landscaping lighting, then just make sure that the architectural photographer who's taking your real estate photos um, comes by at dusk and gets a photograph of your the the house with every single light on inside and all of your beautiful landscape lighting up lights on grasses and up lights on trees make sure that they take those shots because the odds of somebody really being able to fall in love with a house when it's dark outside um are small it's it's really interesting like interesting. in the winter time I almost never show a house after 5 because people don't feel like they can really get the feeling of a house, its orientation to the sun. How are we going to relate with the yard? In Colorado, we are very yard focused. So you need to have good flow from the inside to outside. And if it's dark outside, people just don't get inspired. Yeah, I can see that. That's interesting. Yeah, definitely. Looking back, I mean, we definitely looked at houses in the daytime. It was it was definitely to go back and think, okay, did I look at a house in dark? And I don't think I did even when we lived back in San Francisco. We didn't look at houses after dark. And it does make a difference. Houses look so different in the daytime to the nighttime. But, but the lighting then, if you buy a house and you don't see the lighting on, it's hard to know then necessarily how good the lighting is or bad the lighting is other than the actual big light fixtures, but say if there's recessed down lights, if there's under cabinet lighting, you know, the dimmers, the controls, you know, it's interesting that maybe buyers aren't fully aware of that when, well, when they go in. 
that's a very real estate uh, specific question, sales specific question, actually, because um, buyers will often not notice that the house is really oriented in a way that is oriented to the sun on the lot in a way that is um, not all that beneficial to indoor lighting. Like you'll have like all of the big windows are north facing, you're going to be much more lighting dependent, artificial lighting dependent, right? But because we're in sales, before the people come over, we turn on every light and open every single window covering. And we've got under cabinet lights going, we've got even that little light underneath the microwave that lights up the stove or whatever, we've got every single thing on. So that the buyer never even thinks about it. Yeah. And that's the way it is with everything. Now, if it has some cool controls, if it has some cool lighting, if there are ceiling fans with remotes that are sitting out, then people will play with them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But um, most of the time when we show houses, every single light is on. So people don't really see how the house relates to sunlight. Um, and at the same time, nighttime just doesn't cut it either, you know. Are there any red flags in terms of maybe electrical side that you warn buyers about, whether it's lighting or controls um, or the electrical side? So if you see that in a house, you're going to specifically tell a buyer about that to say, okay, you should be aware of that. This might cost you more money. From a negative standpoint, um, like a red flag warning, you mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Usually you can tell if a homeowner has done a little bit too much DIY stuff. (laughs) That's usually when we're like, hey, somebody watched too much HGTV and now we have a homeowner who has built his own light fixture and it's being held together by duct tape and cardboard and an electrician needs to take the thing apart safely and uh, start over. Yeah. Um, so generally lighting isn't a health or safety thing unless you've got the DIY guy. Yeah. Um, when it comes to electrical, there are certainly red flags, you know, with electrical panels and the way and those kind of inspection things. But mm-hmm. from a lighting standpoint, no, it's usually if somebody just did something a little too creative. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, that can happen. I've certainly seen it, seen it out there. Yeah. So final question I ask all my guests is if you could give our listeners one piece of advice to improve the lighting in their home, what would it be? Replace all your light bulbs. Um, I'll stop harping on it, but make sure your light bulbs match. Replace them all with nice quality LEDs. And you can take a traditional fixture and put some cool... Edison bulbs in it, and it will take it up to a new stylish level. Yep, I agree. Definitely, definitely. So where can listeners find more about you and your business? Uh, My website is www.yourspaces.com. And there's information in there all about the home buying process and my company. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been great to talk to you and it's been great to get the perspective of a, of a realtor on buying and selling. Thanks for having me. Check out the show notes for links to Rebecca's website if you're in the Boulder area and looking to buy or sell your home. 
If there are other topics you'd like me to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. Send me a DM on Instagram or leave a comment on this episode with any lighting questions you have or topics you'd like to see covered. And remember, every home deserves great lighting, whatever your budget. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with others. And I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps new ones like mine be found by others. If you'd like more lighting inspiration, follow me on Instagram at Your Lighting Lady. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.